Given a little time since we're so early. Nice rep here. Yeah. That, <laughs> I get tired of that. That was like over 10 years ago, like, you know, 12 years ago. Or so. I remember composing it. I mean, I've been in this house forever, I think. You know, on this uh, little slice of heaven here in New Mexico. I've been here for since 19, well, on and off since the 80s. But, I mean, in this particular place, that's 2004. And um, well, next-door neighbor used to mock it. So that's a Home Depot house. And I, you know, uh but now when I'm done with it, I mean, you know, eventually you go over and, you know, you do things and add things and fortify things. And right now we got a window issue. Windows are falling apart. And I just did, had to upgrade the, the heating and water and then the uh, uh, heat, the cooling system and, and uh, mini splits. And then that was just a tremendous... Uh, expense but we did it in a way such a way that i think that's gonna you know pay off especially with a boiler the dual boiler that doesn't use as much propane or anything so you don't get that propane bill you know you're much more efficient so you know maybe the green thing has had some effect uh, i get the water heated and the and the and the house heated by the same unit that works very it doesn't work too hard you know what i mean and it's you turn on the tap and there's hot water if you want it. You know, it's like on, it's not a tank. But there's an extra storage tank for extra if you have that, if you need like 100 gallons of hot water. Anyway, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, um, I kind of wish I'd put it in a long time ago because the, the boiler that was here, you could feel the floors on your feet warm, but the room never just became that warm. It was on your feet. And so the unit was had to keep working, right? Because you shouldn't really you should feel it on your feet to a certain extent when it's when it's when it's working, and then it should get the room right, and then it should be, you know, the room, the the walls, the floor, everything should be about the same when you touch it about that room temperature, not extraordinarily hot, and that means it's it's working overtime. So anyway. Um, so I just had this message today, and I'm kind of, well, let's see who needs to hear it, you know? I guess that's the way to to um, proceed. So you will only look up with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. And then the next verse I have is... Do not fret in Psalm thirty-seven. Do not do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. And then we have Romans. Um, where's my? Uh, well, um, it's in Romans twelve. It says, um, you know, basically, do not return uh, evil. You know, when you get evil, do not return. This is like the message of Christ. Don't ret return evil for evil. 
Okay, and that's um, I think that's something that a lot of people have a problem with because there's a deeper meaning to that. Don't return evil for evil and uh, return good for evil in the sight of, but it says then in the sight of all men. What did I, what did I do with that, uh, that verse? Um, I want to get the whole chapter. That's Psalm 3. Oh, okay, so. Let's see if I get the whole. You know, it, it's really, um, okay, well, it's gone. I, I had it um, listed there, and I had pasted it in, but because it's because I'm trying to do something, it, it does something back, you know what I mean? Uh, that's something else I was going to talk about. It don't get discouraged if you keep getting the blowback, um, you know, because um, you're supposed to get the blowback. See, that's the thing. It's like, why am I getting that? I didn't do anything wrong. And, um, you know, it, when in actuality, you you know you did something right. You escaped the uh, fate of this world and became, uh, you know, a brother or sister in Christ. And in so doing, you, you've already ascended, right? It's called eternity. And your soul belongs to eternity and to Adonai, to, to the one who you you returned uh, with your free will into um the unlimited uh, into unlimited life into unlimited possibility into an, what they want with the quantum realm you've achieved and gone beyond that even and they say that um you know, you have to die to find out. That's not true. The living witnesses know the Lord and know eternity and have decided to serve here until that a day comes when, you know, then you're taken from life, but uh, the, the, you're supposed to stay, of course, so that the others can see you returning good for evil. Others can see you doing good in the sight of men when there's evil all around. Uh, when when people see you praying that the, the Lord would, you know, take this burden of the struggle or adjudicate this situation because there's no one that seems to be able to help. And, um, and then and Psalm 91, you know, the Lord says, you know, and I just, I just read that. Um, oh, here it is, Romans 12. Romans 12 again. Here we go. Uh, I don't know why that's there now. It wasn't there before. Here we go. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what it, uh, what is right in the eyes of everyone. Okay. And then, you know, getting down to, you know, repaying no one uh, evil for evil, prov- providing right before all men. That's the Berean Bible. And then we have, um, uh, there's another good translation here that I like. It's uh, Young's Literal. It says, giving back to no one evil for evil, providing right things before all men. You know, so, and then Psalm 37, of course, chiming in with, um, well, now I've lost it, but do not envy the wicked, right? Do not envy the wicked as they prosper, 
as they seem to have it all wired or don't don't envy the the people that do well by the mystery of iniquity mystery of iniquity is just is just basically um sympathetic magic witchcraft all that stuff you know the the dark side satan blah 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 okay so people that make it through those means you know ne- never envy them because you don't want to be in that position i don't care if they're you know a, a celebrated uh you know rock star or actor or you know artist of any kind or scientist or politician or whatever it is um don't envy the wicked because when you envy the wicked you know and how come they're doing so well and i'm not you know this is like you got to grow up too i mean part of it is of growing up in christ is uh it's not really about you and, and, and believe me, we all have trouble with that. We 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 all struggle with that. I'm going to kind of riff on this for a bit before we go into the ow. I'm back ah, into the full prophetic, but uh, okay. So you probably figured out by now that God is is wroth is full of of wrath, and God is full of love. You know. But God has wrath for evil. It's anathema, not just sin, which can be, you know, which which can grow into something terribly evil. I mean, jealousy, envy, uh, those are the two that can grow into world wars. You know, uh, you know, um, adulteries, uh, fantasizing, you know, pornography, and uh, you know, fetishes that they grow from, they go, well, it's just a taboo. What's wrong with that? Well, they started me off in, where? In the in the college dorm, you know. Now they start them off in kindergarten. But, you know, they started me out in the college dorm, and it started off just uh, seeing men having their way with women and forcing them to do awful things. And, uh, and you know, and then, then it was, well, them forcing women to do awful things in the sight of their husbands or them, you know, Wanting, you know, the next thing is, is you know, and then introducing fetishes. And each one is a demarcation of a taboo line. But taboo just simply means, in the end, it means addiction. It means, uh, you know, an abomination that is an addiction. Because it leads then to the next one, okay? I'd like to see, you know, these women be tortured and dismembered. And then there's like a cartoon kind of type porn for that. Or I want to see, you know, or children, pedophilia is run rampant with the child sex trafficking and the legalization of, uh, of basically in California, of child pornography. In other words, uh, you don't bust a child for working in an adult film or in a, in a, in a, in a pornographic film. It's illegal to interfere. And it goes on and on and on from there. It gets you know, worse and worse and worse. I mean, obviously, um, I was made aware of, you know, at a very early age of, you know, men who could only really um, get off on a dismemberment of, of people. And it didn't, men, women, whatever. And there were certain films and certain blood porn type films that that uh, they would have to watch but they all started from you know uh, you, you know pinups and you know nudity 
And then eventually it, it got to dismemberment. And then some of these, like I was made aware by, you know, Intel agents, somebody about, you know, the fact that a lot of these plane crashes are, you know, and I reported this back in 2002, but, you know, now people are going, hey, you talked about this. Well, they have a video of the people, you know, on their way to death in the plane, you know, because they caused the plane to crash, right? Because there's probably somebody on it who knows, who knows, you know, grand jury guy or, you know, somebody that's going to, you know, hurt one of our precious, oh, my God, godlike politicians, oh, no. And um, and so they will, you know, they'll get off or have, you know, it, they graduate, they go from, like, having an orgy over something like that to then not wanting contact with other humans, you know, and then it goes all the way to uh, just seeing evil continually or violence continually as a way of sustaining a life. And then it goes to, well, we need lots of blood spilled, you know, in the world, sacrifices. And this is every society known to man to back as far as you can, as archaeologists can really take you, have run into the human sacrifice problem, which is the global, you know, not neo-paganism, but old, you know, paganism, which is basically grew out of, um, you know, uh, things like you know, witch doctors and sympathetic magic was the earliest magic, you know, on the planet, which is, um, you know, using a, uh, uh, you know, an object to, to symbolize another a person, let's say, and then doing something to that object in hopes it would do something to that person. And then that graduates eventually to voodoo and voodoo dolls. And there's no end to what the witches will do, but they they will um, do things like uh, um, you know the you're collecting hair nails, or they will uh, find a way to you know, to, to insert themselves into your life in some way and then start working on your organs, um, getting inside your body and, you know, causing disease. And this is a, you know, people in America don't realize how powerful, you know, some of these, and I say witches, but, you know, sorcerers, witches, whatever, they're all kind of in the same category as practitioners. But a lot of that, the practicing and all of this, is based on vengeance. You know, based on that vengeance is good. It's kind of like having a mirror. You know, the world is a mirror, right? And then so everything opposite of God would be that which would bring power. So, you know, getting inside somebody, making them sick, giving them a heart attack, literally poisoning them, them, them and then having, uh, you know, their their little ritual most of the deaths that you do see or a lot of them um are not natural they're they're supernatural and uh they're murders not just deaths and this happens when unclean spirits uh get involved uh with the human body and a great way to get that going is by yes you guessed it uh fueled um sex addiction and drugs, let's say, you know, things like meth 
and things like that open these doors. And then, of course, that lets in that disease. Uh, because remember what evil is, you know, when we're talking about evil on the earth. It should be no surprise to people that the globalists have the power and reach to kill every last person on earth with a jab or with something they fly overhead and drop like, like chemtrails or they uh, could do something to the water. They have the ability to kill everybody and they have... Um, one of the problems with that, the reason that hasn't happened completely yet, is because they need people to you know, build out their whatever their stupid <laughs> NWO thing, whatever it is. It's um, based on you know. To me, these people are like children. You know what I mean? They're like they don't know anything about the spirit. They don't know anything about real science. They don't know anything about the dimensions. They don't know anything about the the real portals. The real way the universe works. All they know is they serve these gods, these masters, you know, down in Antarctica, whatever, these aliens, these lizards, and they do what they say. You know, they've they build a super collider so they can, you know, make them come to the surface of the earth and and take over and lead, you know. And 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 the only thing that they do is degradation and 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 dirtiness and abomination and sickness and people just don't you know they don't people don't like that in the end people want to have vitality and energy and enthusiasm and and love and beauty and 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 you know honor and respect people don't want to just wallow in sickness just wallow in the sewer now in some of my works i i use i go through the gamut of emotions and i use all kinds of imagery of you know like you know that, that people say, oh that's pornographic so it's, there's a point to it you know there's a there's a it, believe it or not it's got the opposite point of the people ped- see people peddling pornography what they want to do is they want to um basically uh reel you in they want to tempt you and the people using you know violence or sex in movies like for shock for example one would be Stanley Kubrick's Clockwork Orange, which is uh, one of the greatest anti-violence movies ever made. It was just amazing. But, you know, and all this violence is in there. And I remember when it came out, and I couldn't go see it because it had an X rating. It was playing at the uh, the Westwood, in Westwood at the Bruin Theater, I think. And uh, I had a midnight screening on a Thursday night, and I just really wanted to see it. Could not, because I've been a fan, you know, from childhood and uh, so of Kubrick that is and uh, well I finally did see it it was in a film school class a film appreciation class that we went through uh, we were looking at the music listening to the music the soundtrack uh, for Clockwork Orange and noticed how Kubrick was using uh, music that was you know painful against the brawl that we were seeing so instead of exciting music that would get you into it, it was the opposite. It was this beautiful, I think it was Beethoven, but I'm not quite sure which piece. It wasn't the ninth, but which piece it was. And it was just making the violence awful and ugly and, and, and gross. And, you know, and so you can see that you know, Kubrick never really glorified in violence. He, never, he was never really a, what you might call an exploitation director at, at ever. He was more like, deal with issues in our society that are shocking. 
you know, and want, wanted to, uh, he did deal with pedophilia with Lolita, and, you know, which, which you know, so he, he wanted to explore that, maybe for his own, because he's experienced it, you know, whatever. I think a lot of people uh, probably could relate to that, but they wouldn't want to because they don't want to be known as some sort of pederast. Anyway, um, so in this time now where obviously the mirror looks like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's broken to the extent that um, never again will you have, uh, you know, a, in this society, you will never again see, you know, cause and effect or, um, you know, have a contiguous uh, storyline for the simulated reality we live in. You, you will never have uh, a beginning, a middle, and an end anymore. Because the, when, when you have things that are broken, the system is based on a mirror. So when the mirror breaks, if it is, then things get jumpy. In other words, you just like suddenly have a nuclear war, or you suddenly have a market, or you suddenly have this, or you suddenly have COVID, or you suddenly have... Uh, there's not this build-up and, and, and kind of like a, a natural organic progression to things like we've seen before. You know, what is it? So, okay, I... I'm a student, and I go to high school. I get my degree, my, my my diploma, and then I apply to college. And then let's say I get a job, you know, a part-time job uh, in the library. Where I'm you know just staying in a dorm room and trying to get beyond college to something better. And then eventually I graduate, and I'm able to then get a job and join the workforce in society. And for my initiation into the satanic cult called, you know, say American society is satanic, right? So into the satanic cult of American society, which is a joke in and of it. Just the name society is a joke, applying it to America. But okay, so American society, which is should be called the Hypocrite pedophile society. <laughs> you know what I mean, it should be called the you know the abomination and stupidity uh, club. You know the 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 dumb fuck uh, you, you know quotient of humanity is join. They've got their degree and then they get their job right, and then they they join the club. They stay in their lane. They get the they go to the whatever the club is they can get into. Maybe it's the semi public golf club. They're not they they don't have enough gravitas to get themselves into the, uh, the hoity-toity country club. And, uh, you know, it just, and, and so it goes, you know. And so these different classes and, you know, get these different degrees and all this, these have all come down to us from the controllers, the people running the game, the people that made, this is a game here. So the people that run the game, they give you all these little hoops to jump through and then they give you certificates of degree. It's just exactly like Wizard of Oz. It's Wizard of Oz programming. And it's all about... But people that who fall into it and who obey it um, turn out to be, in the end, you know, miserable. And whenever I get distracted away from the Lord, away from the, the, the just deep, deep philosophical truths the Lord reveals from time to time, you know, the just a deep truth, right? That's beyond all these philosophy classes and Karl Marx and, you know, 
and they're, you know, Plato, and, you know, it's beyond all of that. It's not, you know, it's basically getting to, you know, they say, well, you know, Plato's Republic, you have this cave, and you've, you know, got these images, and you try to figure out what that means. You know, that's how, how, how bad off man is. And I say, no, it's not exactly like that. Um, because it's, it's, as, it's as if man's in the cave, and he's told, this is all you're going to see. And then he never asks, who told me that? Because when he does, he'll find out that that person is standing outside the cave providing those images. And then he finally breaks away free in Christ because that's what opens the eyes, truth. So that supplants in every which way Plato's Republic and puts it out to pasture. But most people would never make that argument because they haven't, they don't understand that, you know, but when they do understand, let me take you through it again. Okay, so we're told we're in this cave and these images are flickering and these are reflections flickering against the wall and that's all we can see of reality. So we do our best to acclimate to, to that information because we're never perfectly accurate in our assumptions, but we're we're trying to figure it out so we can have a republic, so we can have a a uh, you know some kind of civilization. Okay, so the so the question is never asked, and should have been because there's a third person in, involved in this, the person projecting the image. Where is who is that? Who's providing these images? And, of course, now you think propaganda, right? The images are propaganda. It's all designed to make you do one thing or another, right? And, uh, and then you find out about this, that Plato had given us the keys to the kingdom, in a sense, which is then verified and confirmed by Christ, which is that, you know, I am the Alpha and the Omega, you know? If you've got a problem with anything going on here, you know, go to the source, the Alpha and the Omega, you know, the first and the last, and then find out that you have been around as long as the Alpha and the Omega in terms of, you know, uh, uh, predestiny. And then you start figuring out that uh, I'm reading this book and, and all there's all these philosophy people, you know, giving me their opinion about Plato's Republic. And the elephant in the room is like, yeah, yeah, but who's... And then they say, no one's providing those flickering images. They're just there. It's a natural occurrence. And then you say, well, what's that mean? What do you mean it's natural? It's light against a uh, cave wall. So how in the world can that be, you know, right? It's like, so that's our programming, right? What's What we see against the... So they, they project what they want us to see to get us to behave a certain way. And that's our so-called republic. You know, people go to college and you get your four-year degree in, say, business administration or computer programming or, um, you know, whatever, whatever the, you know, the, you know, whatever the thing is. So you get your, your um, degree and then you go to the workforce and then in the workforce, you have, depending on your income, you're told where to live, who to marry, how many children to have, 
you know, what kind of car you should drive, uh, what your vacations will be like, because you've joined, say, AAA, and they send you vacation deals up to Hawaii for seven days for $300 or something. And, you know, and that's that's you. That's the middle class. That's the... And all the media and all the uh, frequencies are there to urge and force the bulk of people in America to do, uh, you know, what they're what they're being told to do, which is conform. And anything that has conformity as its end goal, uh, anything that would be pushing toward that would be called propaganda. And anyone that is, you know, that is actually, you know, afraid to, you know, that, you know, they're breaking the rules by free thinking. Oh, I've known a lot of people like this that get very unhinged when, you, when you're around them, if you're one of us. They can't handle us for more than about 30 seconds because it just, it just doesn't compute with their programming, Right. Your your free spirit interferes with their programming, and it causes a tremendous amount of pain in in their vessel, and you know. But that's a good a good pain because it's leading to that they might eventually graduate from being mentally ill, which is what they are. So that's you know, and people wonder well, how can you be so confident about this life? How can you be strong when everyone is pointing? It's like well, you have to develop an attitude of you know, look, God's got it. God first place, you know, in, in everything, in every direction, in every decision, I must just seek the Lord. Without, I, I love this verse. Without Christ, I can do nothing, <laughs> and that's I've got to have that. How do I get that? You know, and, and you know, well, the, the, you know, reading the book. See, one of the problems with Bible study, though, when people have Bible study, is they really don't understand the Bible to begin with. And uh, they could have read it 50 times, but they don't really understand what Scripture is telling them. And uh, a great case in point would be uh, Luke 17, 21. You know, the kingdom of God is within you. Don't, Jesus said, don't look over here. Don't look over there. You know, you are the kingdom. You know, it's like saying, like finally understanding that we are Christ. You know, and then just, it's, and then, you know, trying to hold that as, you know, it's a very powerful understanding because it's true but you know the kingdom is within and when, when you i remember john macarthur just tortured over this uh over this thing i think he's a good man i'm you know i'm not saying anything against him as a person but he'd really in his study bible he just well you can go look it up it used to say that um you know this we are the collective body of christ and what it mean, what the verse means is the kingdom is within you, the body of Christ. That means all of us. And and that's really what Jesus was saying. And um that is not what Jesus was saying. He was saying it's in it's in you as in yeah, the the, the 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 kingdom of God is within you. There's no separation. You know, within you a person. Within you a person. Uh, just the same as there's no collective salvation, there is no collective, uh, you, you know, understanding available to the kingdom is within you, meaning a collective, uh, 
when it says you, I take that to mean me, you know, not a collection of people. Because everybody has a different opinion. The, the kingdom of God, some people are not, you know, are there, but they're not in the kingdom. So it can't just mean a random group of people, because in every group, there are people that are not in the kingdom. There are people that are chosen by God to do stuff, the chosen. And then there are people that are not in the kingdom, and the kingdom is not within them, and they are wolves in sheep's clothing. And those are always trying to attack. Because they their programming is this. In any way possible, try to screw the lambs. In so doing, you will boost yourself up in society. And the answer is, so long as nobody finds out what you're up to. But the minute they do, you're screwed. And you, you can't even kill enough people to get the favor of Satan again. You know, it's over. That, that little magic trick, that's over. And you have to understand it's over because once the light of Christ shines on it, it's over. The only option that you've got is to follow Jesus and give your life over. You know, the old life is over. In a sense, God is doing you a favor. You should be grateful. You know, I mean, this is for the worlders out there. You guys are still worlders. How in the world can you hang on now? You really think you're going to get the brass ring? And you really think that uh, your ship's going to, uh, you know, come in? You really, you really believe that your pot of gold is at the end of the rainbow still? If you, you know, follow the Pied Piper, you've got to be out of your mind. Plus, how do you feel about all that dirty abomination stuff you have to do? You know, how do you, Right? You feel that from those dirty deeds you should reap great rewards? <laughs> I mean, I, I, no, I, I, look, I know people get mad at me for laughing and they say you're big arrogant and everything. It's, it's not arrogance. It's just, please, you know, it's, it is funny in a way. You should be able to laugh and not take yourself so seriously. I mean, we don't take you seriously at all. You know, I mean, we're, we, we in your presence, we try not to piss you off and we try to cooperate as best we can, but we know that there's no future there. We know there's no cooperation possible in the end. And we we may be doing it in order to win you, you to Christ, you know, in the hopes that you might repent. And the reason I ask people to repent is because can you now see that the train is heading into the cliff, to to into the into the side of the mountain? There is no tunnel. Can you see that you guys are going a million miles an hour toward Armageddon, toward the end? And if you're still on that train, you know you lose. And most of the people I'm talking about love life. They've had all the all the perks and benefits, the nods, the winks. The you know the the nice parking spot the, uh, the the good good locker in the locker room right the nice table at the restaurant that's a lot of you people out there people from the uh, you know from the hood <laughs> you know and and uh, you've had all these chances and for some reason even with all these advantages already built in. You still conform. You know, I know to make mommy happy, to make daddy happy, whatever, because 
They'll feel awful if you were actually able to get to straighten your life out. They would feel awful. They'd feel guilty that they're such losers, you know. And then, well, my attitude is, well, then let them feel guilty. Maybe they'll repent too. Maybe we could have a, a whole family affair here with us, you know. The other thing is, I think everyone desires, including people walking the walk of Christ in this world, we feel dirty. We need to feel clean. We need to feel clean. It's very dirty now. Very, everything's very dirty in cities and society and the violence that's going on and the nuclear threat and the economy. And, you know, basically the opposite of all, every... There, really, if you go down the checklist, there's not one thing that's good except there's a little time today, we're having a little time now, but I mean, everything that's checked will eventually lead to complete ruination and destruction, right? So Biden has turned the entire checklist into uh, a living uh, a horror movie of, of complete hell uh, soon to come. And you're wondering, and it's very funny to, to hear some of the head honchos, the high priests of this, like, uh, Noel Harari say something like, "We're going to get in these uh, arcs, you know, like like in 2012. We're going to get in these arcs, and we're going to escape what's coming. And you, we're just going to leave all you behind. And and then that was the subject of a a Christian uh, book and movie called Left Behind, where people are just God takes them out. So there's there's this thought on the other side too." So on the evil side, you know, Harari being, you know, perfectly 100% evil, um, you know, 100%, you know, theirs, 100% chosen by them, uh, you know, and, and uh, it's funny, there's an awful lot of, you know, I mean, Kanye West lately with the Jewish comments, but then when you think there's an awful lot of evil Jews, man. It's really, I mean, there's a small you know, remnant of, of, you know, good ones and good ones go to, you know, to, to brethren, you know, to, to true brethren is Christ, you know, but the other ones, they make this, they got this like weird identity thing that, you know, the chosen people, the chosen people only applies uh, in the spirit. It does not apply in terrestrial things. So really what you have is a little more than a mafia. <laughs> and you have to be like, you know, communist, liberal, leftist, whatever. And, and that's too... You know, because the Talmud talks about, you know, how how awesome pedophilia is or whatever. And so it's, you know, that has to be overcome. <laughs> no, I'm not picking on the Jew. Believe me, I see all people the same. Everybody's the same to me. Everybody has the same feelings of being left out, of being tortured, of being, you know, abused. And then there's a lot of people that become abusers to get over the pain of themselves having been abused. And so then they want to abuse, you know, the weaker among us. And um, that seems to be a stock and trade of many fallen people. You look at the humanity, you go, God, 90% of them want to torture other people. I mean, how can I take this humanity and lift it up and say, oh, they deserve a beautiful world. They deserve eternal life. No, we leave the cherub, the, the, the warring angel at the uh, entrance of eternity and say, you know, you know, guarding the tree of life. And we say, no, you stay there. <laughs> Please don't let these people into eternity. Please leave them to die.
They didn't make it. Why did they make it? Because it's the same thing as in, in a sense as the jab. It's like you had this bioweapon, you know, the mRNA, which is all the research is there for anyone to look at it. It's in your face, basically. And they 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 and they've lined up to get it. And now I understand that the flu shot coming this fall, well, coming right now, coming in the next month, coming this month actually, and then the next month at the uh, your local grocery store. Um, will be mRNA as well. They're, they're going to flip over to mRNA flu, flu shots. And I I can't tell you what the you know, when they'll have them all, but that's the plan. And the people about half the country are planning on having those flu shots. And and even if they're mRNA, and you know almost half the country is having the COVID shots. And, and if they have complications, they say they're doing their duty for humanity. And, um, of course, that's false. And they're living in a fool's paradise, if that's what they think. And, you know, they say, you know, because I think part of it has to do with reparations. Like, you know, if you take someone and you ruin their face, and they made money with their face because they're like, oh, Justin Bieber had his face ruined. So he, he maybe he feels an entitlement coming you know, of, of a disability or something for the government, you know, that, that ruined his life. And, um, you know, there, there are more and more of these people, especially young people, just falling down dead all over the world. And yet the world, because it's not focused on in the news media, who shapes all thought, who shapes, who is the thought police and the thought promoter, you know, the big promoter, uh, worldwide is, uh, you know, is the ever-changing and morphing, never-true, truth-telling media, always lying. And when the trend jumps to all all white men should be as if they never should be dead or something, you'll see CNN finding a way to say something like that to encourage, you know, especially uh, very vulnerable people to go kill white males, let's say, or to go into, you know, abortion clinics and make sure that white or whatever, not abortion clinics, but uh, clinics where they're having babies uh, to kill the white ones or whatever, to make a race war. Well, this race war is an old idea of Saul Alinsky going back. I mean, this is rules for radicals. You would think they would have grown beyond this. But because they're now illiterate, we don't have a American population of, we have no literacy here. Most people are educated at about a third grade level, you know what I mean? And then and I'm being nice. I don't think it's much beyond first grade, actually. You know, let's give them a fifth grade level, okay, just for the smart ones out there. And that's how their brains work. They can do the arithmetic. You know, they can, they can, um, uh, they're very logical when it comes to, you know, stories. Like I've been reading, you know, stories and books and things of stories. And everything is very logical, you know, very logical, you know, and step by step. And it's it's really, um, to me, a lot of the books, a lot of the novels that are there today are written in a, are written down to the public. And then, of course, the ones that are influ- influencing human behavior, human uh, development, they're also talking down. Like the Noel, Noel Harari book is was you know I couldn't really finish it because it's. It's just so ridiculous that it's it's uh 
it's the stuff of you could you could make fun of every line every single line i know that uh when uh, dr z was around he said don't do that because harari is a is a valid enemy he deserves respect and i can understand that that, that having that kind of you know respect because he's so influential i suppose but then you have to ask the question how did he get that influential you know who is really making him influential and it would be well the same people that commissioned him to write <laughs> would be the ones making him in cuz it's all coming from like you know uh, uh y- y- you know um you know ground zero propaganda it's all coming from the same source and the source is basically um telling humans that you know uh, you, you know your your free will and all that's over and you are hackable animals and you must now you know as in, the, in terms of George R. Orwell who is prophetic and really you know mandating the future along with that, his buddy Aldous Huxley uh you know what you must now do is obey conform do what they tell you to do. Because any, and so the, you know, I guess the establishment right and the, and the you know, political left in America, that's a lot of people, have conformed to the idea of giving up free will, giving up freedom, and, you know, doing whatever they're told to do because they feel, well, there's a money motive. They believe they'll be taken care of for their obedience. And that's the plan. And then to transform this world into an open, wor- Lucifer-worshipping, you know, human-sacrificing, abominations on display everywhere. You know, more of what you've seen, but just amplify that by 100 or 500 to where it's on the streets, it's everywhere, you know what I mean? And you've seen a lot of it. Well, what the first step in getting a society that they want is lawlessness. So release the criminals... Make sure the criminals do abominations on those cameras so that people are afraid to leave their homes. And that's, uh, or they're moving, or whatever. And so they're, they're basically trying to manage that. They, they've already said, you've already heard Schwab, you know, Clown Schwab say, you know, we are the rulers of the earth, and you will obey us. He's already said this publicly, just, just like that, directly. I'm not putting any spin on it whatsoever. He said, we are now the rulers of the earth. And what we say goes. And uh, these governments of the world have all been bought off and they've all signed on. They've all made their uh, contract with Satan and they've signed on uh, to the big uh, Nazi. I wouldn't be surprised if we get our Nazi flag back. Just like... I say to people, do you realize by backing Ukraine, you're backing the Nazis, the global Nazi movement that's being led by Klaus Schwab? Like, oh, no, how could you say that? Oh, you're a racist. And uh, <laughs> I don't give a shit what you call me, you idiot. You're just a program. Uh, 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 seal. You know, you give seals a bad name. You know? Shame on you. Use your intellect. Well, folks, there's no intellect left. Right? 
the intellect's been given to the phone and to the frequencies, so there's no there's nothing left. Nothing left. So you ask me, well, what do you think about humanity? And I would say this. The bulk of humanity, I don't think very much... What do you want me to say? I feel it's a tragic failure. It's tragic because man has the ability to reason. And yet, you know... As soon as people become elite, all they want to do is every abomination they're not allowed to do, right? They want to, they want to do every taboo. And so in so doing, they promote the filth everywhere because it has to be everywhere or else it would be illegal, right? So that's what they're doing. They're just going to promote the filth everywhere. They're going to put uh, children, you know, uh, they're going to make the LGBTQ thing all political. And like, if you don't conform to that, you get... You don't get canceled in the future, you get killed. You know, you didn't call that person by the gender name they prefer. Okay, that's 20 years in jail, buddy. You're off with his head. You know, off with their heads. That was, the, you know, the, we have a French revolutionary style going right now with all this. So I wouldn't be surprised if something like the guillotine or the guillotine itself goes back. And uh, you know, and the and the beheadings are in the public square. You know, they you know, I just would not be surprised whatsoever. Um, and naturally, they have turned the good, you know, into the bad. So the good people are now the bad people that are in jail, and the bad people are out screaming and yelling, you know, kill them off of their heads and. And all that. And I suppose the white males among them, who seem to be the loudest at, at screaming racial epithets toward white people, uh, are quickly becoming the, 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 the transgender set to avoid being called the white male. Do you know what I mean? There is that way out if you, if you, you know, and you don't have to cut your genitals off yet, but pretty soon it will be a requirement. Because the cutting of, of the genitals is. Well, two things. They, they actually take the information, the seed, and they keep the seeds, right? That's why the castration is becoming such a big thing. They're getting ready to pull the plug, and so they need to collect the seeds. You know, just like when your harvest is over, you collect the seeds, and then you, you can replant elsewhere. So all that's being collected, no, I know it's 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 you know, I, you know it's all being done by another species. It's not us, not human. So we don't really want to be subject to being farmed, do you? So again, we need to escape this. And if you're not, and people say, "Oh, I've, I don't want to wait around until I'm dead to live." No, you should be enjoying the 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 absolute euphoria of eternity today, this moment. And then along with that comes the appreciation of the now, of this moment we have right now together, and the appreciation of things around you and, you know, the hyper-perception of the now rather than the past or the future. And that is this great, um, you know, that you are experiencing now, the full kingdom in the now. And gone are all the attachments, the goals, you know, it, it, it's funny. Whenever I don't have goals, I always I always make the goals I would have had. 
Whenever I put goals there, I never make them. You know, very rarely. But when I don't have a goal, I'm just kind of following something. You know, it's all like, yeah, I, that's a goal I would have had uh, fulfilled. There's another goal I might have had. You know, I looked at um, music and I was too unstable as a person. You know, I mean, I was okay, but I, mean, I was too unstable as a, as, a, as a drummer. You know, as a person, I was just completely shattered. So I've had problems hanging in, you know, in these bands. You know, for a while, you just get, you know, you just, just get, you see it's going nowhere anyway. But nothing really happened there and nothing really happened and. You know, I end up using all my music and my ideas and all that for the Zeph Report and for, you know, anyone who cares to listen. But I abandoned the goal or any goal of doing anything with it other than having fun with it. And when I did that, I achieved all these goals of, of personal goals of achieving, you know, skill of the studio and skill of doing this. The same skills guys who've been working in pro studios all over the place have gotten that way, I've gotten it myself by not having that goal. And I've gotten complete satisfaction by, well, now I have a, a song, like, you know, songs I produced in, in a movie and things like that, even though it was my movie, but it was, you know, a democratic decision between the producer, director, me, you know, everybody. And one I produced called Ether, which I played for you. And everybody likes that. Everybody all over the world likes that. Uh, the film's not out yet. Film comes out in the first quarter of uh, 23. I know. It's been a long wait. And I don't like it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't even understand. I mean, I, I'm I'm done with this sort of thing. I want to, you know, make the movie and it's out there. Or else, you know, right? I don't like this, 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 this people quibbling over $5,000 or $10,000. It's just disgusting. And you're talking about, you know, people giving their lives to their art, to their craft, to you know, the miracle of a movie coming together, and you just, you know, insulted that they got real sharks out there who will just like bundle your stuff. And the next thing, you know, they'll throw it on Amazon Prime or you'll see it on Tubi, you'll see it all over the place. But in terms of getting, you know, pay, good luck. You know, if you do get it, it's very, very diminished. And uh, I just feel sorry for all the artists that are going through this. And, you know, we've we've gone through the same thing. We went through a little different route with Girl Next, though. We have, I believe, what Larry has told me, our directors, uh, 76 awards. Many of them. We just got one that was uh, from an outfit called Nasty Frames Film Competition. And we won the Golden VHS Cassette for Best Picture best narrative feature. And, you know, big festivals um, have pretty much shunned us because there's, you know, a lot of that's political. I, probably they won't in the future. We're in one in January in Trieste. That's a documentary. That's a controversial topic right now. And uh, we were just in another one in uh, Ireland. I think it was called uh, for Quantum Devil, and I think Quantum Devil was called. See, I'm not even that up on my own stuff. It's terrible. the The film uh, 
you know, so it was decent. But Quantum Devil did not get into, uh, you know, some that we thought were pretty obvious, uh, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, Toronto After Dark would be one. Fantasia would be another. A few others. Uh, and part of that may have been our timing was late. Uh but I don't know. We we did like I say, a girl next seventy six wins, and some of those are very prestigious, uh, you know, awards, and, and some weren't. Some were just like people that were having a festival and doing it virtually because of COVID. But n- nonetheless, it, it still was recognized uh, for for artistic uh, merit. You know, the, the people got it, and they got what we were trying to do. And and I, I said, I know. I, I, I wouldn't change one frame of that film. I mean, you know, if there's something we didn't have because of lack of money or something, I mean, so what? You know what I mean? It's a real artist. That that thing's going to be around, I think, quite a while. But, you know, it all depends. Again, I have no goal. I mean, I have a goal. I'd like everyone to be happy, and I'd like us to make enough money to have our company not be in the red. But, But that's a big ask. Satan says, come on in over here, sonny boy. I'll hook you up. And I'm like, we've already been through this, you know, a long time ago. And it didn't work then. It's not going to work now. Well, then suit yourself. Or as my mother, my multiple personality mother, who has at least 25 personalities that I was aware of, uh, would say, um, and, and many evil, like there's like evil witch that kills you and, you know, some really bad, 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 you know, uh, things happened to her, abusive things happened to her when she was a child. Anyway, um, she would say, you know, I'd say, well, you know, we're trying to do this, we're trying to do that. And, of course, the world would say, ah, yeah, like, you're not going to be anywhere. You're not going to... How did someone put it to me when I was 11 years old? And... uh they were a member of a beach club and I was staying in a house with my parents up in Malibu and, you know, and he slept over and he said, you know, they're never going to accept you. We're talking 11 years old now, maybe, maybe 12. They're never going to accept you at this club. Like they'll never accept me. And, you know, and actually he was right. He, he was prophetic. And I was just like, I didn't know anything. I was, I had my, I had a, set of Ludwig drums, you know, out there, staying in the, uh, where was I staying in the house? I think I was staying in the, uh, some bedroom. I can't really remember that much about it now, but, um, you know, it was just like to drill it in, you never, you know, as if like he could see eternity. It was like a prophetic thing. You're never going to, and it's like, yeah, the way you are, you could never... And it's like, yeah. That's right. Let's take it all out of the equation. Too many people use free will as the determinator. That is incorrect. It's you. You. Me, I'm not acceptable. I'm born unacceptable. Even if I... Okay, and here's the proof. Even if you did everything they said. And how many of us have tried to 
be obedient and do what you're told and, you know, be a good guy and blah, 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 blah. right? And it it just led to chaos, right? It didn't work. Because of you, you're not made that way. It's no fault of your own, and it has nothing to do with, like, and I, like what my mother would say when things were going bad, they're taking the house, they're doing that. Or, well, that's your choice. She'd say, that's your choice. That's your choice. You know, don't, don't put it on me. That's your choice. You've chosen to have that happen to you. And, you know, I didn't know what she meant at the time because I was really pretty naive and, you know, very naive, you know, just like a, you know, like a child almost. You know, pretty retarded in my growth. But eventually I came to understand what, what she meant was uh, if you had chosen Satan, chosen the world, done the right thing, uh, that's what, and I said, no, and I said to her, I said, it's not my choice. It's the way it is. She goes, no, it's your choice. No, wrong. It's just the way it is. It's reality. It's through no fault of my own. It is your fault. What are you talking about? You abuse me. You throw me in all these institutions, all this stuff. You know, you kill my father, you kill my brother, and basically try to kill me four or five times. Okay, but somehow it's my fault. I just don't really get that. Unless you're saying it's God's fault for not having produced the right sort of being to come out of that fucking womb. Now we're getting somewhere. I've got people I've talked to till blue in the face trying to explain this happened, that happened, and they write it all off. Well, then they took my leg, and then they, they pissed all over me, and they whipped and beat me every day in seclusion, and they gave me overdoses of drugs, and they and they and sexually abused me, and they did all these things for years until I was just like, you know, a zombie taking Thorazine and all the years. You know, I just wanted to die, you know. And then they they, let, they go, ha, ha, ha. They, oh, that's a good story. And they actually laugh it off. They actually laugh in my face for having, one time I remember I wanted to just cut my wrist in front of all these people because I wanted, I wanted to see them laugh. Oh, I scarred my arm. I didn't quite hit that vein, but, you know, it was like the more I scarred it, like I'd go down it with a knife, you know, and there'd be, like, blood and stuff, the more they didn't care. That's your choice. Or go for it. Meaning, you hate my guts anyway. Why do you want me, you know, with you in this uh, sick cabal of uh, sinking ship leading to, you know, uh, eternal torture and failure and, 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 you know, an abominable joke, you know, pathetic, you know, uh, only morons and pissants would actually fall for it. Because once in, never out. Don't you know the saying? Even I know the saying. Let me let me school the Satanists out there on something. Once in, never out. You got me? 
like the mafia. Once in, never out. Okay. But once not in, once out, never in. Okay? Now let me educate you one, just one last time to see if in the thick, you know, un, intransigent brain matter of yours, you can maybe possibly understand this statement. Okay, so once in, never out, right? You got that, right? You got that, right? You got that, right? You got the, okay, next. Once out, never in. Now that has a twofold meaning. Once out, never in has a twofold meaning. And it means that, you know, that applies to someone who repents and becomes aware of Christ and then goes, that's, the, that's, that's my home, and they're there. So they're now out. Jesus has separated them from your little, uh, you, you know, conformity cabal of, 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 of vomit. Okay? And your little, you know, your, your little neighborhoods with your, all your, your ramshackle houses with your 2.5 cars and your, and your, your kids have been taken away from you and turned into trannies and had, had their balls cut off <laughs> by the government who is doing it because they don't want procreation. Oh, really? I thought it was for liberation and inclusivity. You bought that? Then one of our actors bought that and broke my heart. Couldn't talk her out of it. Just going down that path of getting a lot of acceptance, a lot of attaboys, you know, a lot of perks, a lot of, a lot of encouragement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, well, you know, this message is for those people that are in those households who realize they made the wrong choice and they realize they've been a fool all this time because they didn't want to be called the fool. They didn't want to be pointed at as the loser. But, see, it doesn't matter because let me give you a predetermined outcome of God. Once in, never out is really, you know, once born or once, once out, never in, and once in, never out is regarding birth. We were born that way. That's what, uh, who's that, Lady Gaga and... Everyone, you know, they can't help it. They're just born that way. Accept them, you know, whatever they are. I, I don't even know what they are anymore. I've lost complete touch with all the proclivities, all the different variations, and that's fine. It doesn't really apply to me anyway. You know, it does, don't apply. And they want to see the whole world as one, like we are all of one. We're not all of one. It's the one that just like we have... Remember the belly button contest? There's an Audi and an Innie, right, of the belly buttons. And it's, it's, it's diverse everywhere. It's like, well, some are in, some are out. 
And that's just the way it is. That's the way people are born, too. See, that guy that had that Christ, that Christ awakening in the middle of a, you know, a, a, of a bender on the weekend in, in a, you know, in a house in, you know, in Coachella, right? And realizes that all these people that are there, all these naked bodies, broken glass, and, you know, just degradation and shit everywhere. None of these people are his friend. They really do. No one's going to help him. You know, he's completely lost. Now, the other people in that room and, in you know, out in the, in the desert, uh, you know, who are you know, raving, you know, for days and days on ecstasy and, and meth and, and uh, anything goes sex and whatever else is fueling it, you know, copious amounts of alcohol, uh, anybody else in there, they're fine with their plight. They're, they're, that's normal. But uh, this guy, he wakes up, he looks, he can't believe it. He looks at the bear, he hates him. You know, he realizes he doesn't belong to that. And eventually he figures it out and repents. Well, that guy was born out. He wasn't one of them. If he, when he looks back, he'll see they never gave him a fair shake. He was always the guy carrying everybody's, you know, uh, weight, carrying everybody's baggage. He was always the guy that was like treated as a servant. He never really was treated as one of them. Never really had respect, though he deserved more respect than anybody else. He got none. Though he deserved more success than anybody else because he worked harder than everybody else. He got none. He got not just a little, he got zero. So he went home. What he was became manifest. He realized and forgave. He realized that it's just a physics issue. It's like plus or minus, right? We have, we have a positive or negative charge. And he was on the side of God. And so, of course, they weren't going to, even if he didn't consciously know that, they were going to treat him as if, you know, he is, a, you know, a lamb. And they did. And so he woke up and came home. And has been happy ever since. You know, no, he doesn't mind living in obscurity. He doesn't mind hiding in the crevices and the cracks to avoid, you know, being run over by a, a steamroller. He doesn't mind having to uh, return good for evil. You always want to do that, folks. That's very, very powerful. In so doing, you heap hot coals on the head of anybody. You return love, return love for hate. Return good. Do the right thing. You know, you return good for evil, and you you do the right thing. You don't uh, do the wrong thing, and um, you try your best to get along. You got to realize that people on that side—they're trying to trap you. They're trying to get you into a corner, right? Because they think they can force you to see it their way, which will never happen in a billion years because once you see the truth, you don't unsee it. So they can never convince you to, I mean, they can tempt you with, okay, you could have this and you could have that. How about it? And you're like, I don't care. Keep it. Here, have your, you know, whatever. Who cares? You know, die, moron. <laughs> and we don't say that. We say, Live. And repent, but 
Some people are just meant to be that way. They really do see the world as what they can see, feel, touch, assess. They do see the ranking system. They do see the the people that follow, the, like the social credit score, the conformity. I call it the conformity scale. The more conform they are, the more perks they get. You know, and, you know, the, the, they're considered less of a threat, right? Well, somebody that's born a lamb, like they're never trusted. It's like the black sheep. They keep trying to fit it. They try, try and try to please their parents. They try to please the coach. They try to please their teachers. They try and try and try and try and try and give it their all. And what they receive is just being spit in the face. Eventually, they either flip out, right? They kill themselves. I mean, these people that are bullied, these these innocent ones, don't realize that many of them have killed themselves because of you people. Well, when you repent to the Lord, you're gonna, the Lord will make you aware of the pain you've caused. You know, you're not really aware of all the pain you've caused. You just think that's normal. Wait till it comes to you for a change. Let's see if you, you can certainly dish it out, but we don't think you can take it. Not like we can. Because that's the way it's been. You know, you've seen the, uh, you know, how they're trying to like have this threat on Hunter, Hunter, uh, Biden now. Okay, here's a guy that gets away with everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like in the, the, the lambs of the world, You know, if you did one iota of what that guy did, you'd be in jail forever. So, I mean, you know, and then they say, oh, we're going to have an indictment. They're doing that because of the midterms. They may even issue an indictment to be, uh, you know, dismissed after the midterms are over. I mean, this is the way they think. They just think of, well, we need to... Uh, they don't think anything's wrong with his lifestyle, the way he lived. They're, they want to exploit that into making him some kind of hero. In fact, the people that, that, that vote this way, the people that are this way, began, you know, all of them began uh, when they heard the call of their master. They were born in, never out. They heard the call, just like that other young man, he heard the call of Jesus. And he got himself out of this, you know, pigsty he was in and, you know, returned. Uh, the prodigal son realized where he belonged and then it was set, settled. And once it settled, it was never, um, it never really had to be adjudicated again. I go where I belong, you go where you belong. The Bible says, don't be equally yoked with unbelievers, you know what I mean? And this causes problems, too, in business and stuff. You have to deal with people that are this and that and everything else, you know, and they, but most are, you know, that you meet are going to be, you know, unequally yoked because we don't have the same, you know, spirit or the same force within us. And that can cause, you know, problems unless you look at it like, See, that's why the Bible will say, okay, so always be doing good in that situation so they can see that, so they can understand that you, you don't need to do evil because you got backup and because this is not, it's, you know, it's not, this is not your home. You don't need to fight for it. You don't need to defend it. You just, 
you're there to serve the Lord, to serve other people, to find out, you know, if, if there are people inclined. I would say this, that of the people I met most, most of the people that I knew before who are dead now, they, they went to their graves and their sins. You know, they, they didn't repent. Every once in a while, there was somebody. But you knew that that somebody may have been a little wishy-washy during their life, but they always were talking, they'd always pray with you. They always knew Jesus was real. They just didn't have a strong, they didn't really want to give up their worldly, whatever it was. They didn't want to cause any scrutiny. They just wanted to kind of slide under the radar. They'd realize that this is a contest and there's a big, that the, the there's eyes on us all and that uh, they're watching to see what we do and, and how we behave and how we, and how we, you know, wield this, um, you know, what we do in this life to, to uh, you know, what we prioritize. And all that's on, um, up for judgment. So they don't, they don't, they don't, they think they're here to, to build their fortune, their castle, their foundation. And then, then they realize they're going to die. And so they want to, build it through their children, but the children always rebel and fight each other. They go off and, you know, the, eventually it all dwindles anyway. You know, they can't take it with them and they can't really live through their, you can't live through the legacy of your children anyway. So they begin to realize that the earth is faulty. The world system is faulty. That's, that, you know, for an eternal soul to be given a finite amount of time and accept it, and say, I better hurry up and do everything I can do. They say, they say, the devil has but a little time. Well, that's the same as each human being. Each human being has but a little time. And, um, you know, I had some people like, because they knew I, I was fluent in, in, you know, Buddhism and, and Hinduism and, and Sanskrit and, uh, you know, Bhagavad Gita, Mahabharata, Vedas, um, you know, lesser so with Western mysticism, but very, you know, the Epic of Gilgamesh and, and, you know, Book of Enoch and all these things that people accuse me of not talking about. And I don't talk about them because they're not, you know, I don't need to really. So I'm not, you know, I would talk about them if I was finding renewed interest. In any of it, I would be sure to bring it up the the uh, Sumerian um, mythology, uh, you know Babylon, uh, the uh, uh, the the ruler of the, the first ruler of Babylon being Satan, <laughs> yeah, and, and the last ruler of this Western civilization being Satan. Uh, you know, in a sense, the first and the last in a finite situation but I'd rather be first and last in an infinite situation because that's my heart, that's my head, that's my home. You know, it's... it's uh, besides that, and really getting to practical things, I've caught them so many times moving my reality around, you know, moving my time, my space, people, you know, people that you thought you knew and they're not who you knew, and they, you know, they can do things that you mentally... You can't think of, but then the Lord, you know, ministers me and says, "Hey, son, my thoughts are above your thoughts; my ways are above your ways." And so is the work. So the workings of the universe is above my comprehension. 
the workings of the, the, all things everywhere all the time and how they work. It's above my comprehension. Because, see, that's God. He says, my ways are above your ways, my thoughts are above your thoughts. And so the workings of the whole thing uh, will elude man. And that's why I, I was so amazed how illiterate uh, Harari's book is and others who want this great reset, how they don't understand the way that things work. They don't understand the universe. They don't understand the you know the multiple layers of dimension. Mean, they know the dimensions are there, but they just can't figure out how it's all moving and where it's going. They only measure this, and then they get to the point of wanting to to bludgeon it in, you know, to hammer, hammer those people down. And, and they forgot the first rule of, of, of Satan, temptation. They just seem to be, I don't know, to me they all seem stupid, but that's, you know, from Bill Gates to, to Schwab to Harari to, uh, you know, the head of Pfizer to, um, you know, that, that stupid man from... Uh, Fauci and, and you know a lot of these of the news media the the Don Lemons and the um, you know a lot of you know the the, the reporters on Fox are dumb as hell and it, it just it, you know they can't even remember how history is repeating here or there or pointing some of those things out and I understand they're not allowed to think I get that it's all programming I get that too. But you still have people that pop through, like Tucker Carlson, who's, uh, you know, a, a, a staunch conservative, uh, God-fearing white male. He's the enemy numero uno. And um, trying to think of any others. You know, Joe Rogan is a, another guy. He's a, He would be my liberal choice for a guy that's like... Uh, See, it doesn't matter whether you're really left or right. It just matters about your thought. He's closer to Tucker Carlson, though, in his thinking. The two of them are very close together because they think, you know, and they speak. But anyway, we're, we have that. I will, we're allowed to have that. There's uh, a lot of people handling the Word of God out there that are just ministering to people, using the opportunities to minister. That's all good. I support all of that, you know, and also the fact that most people that wake up and realize... And by the way, when you wake up from this idea of the Great Reset, you're waking up from the programming your parents did to you. Once again, when you wake up from the Great Reset and all this stuff, you're waking up from the programming your parents and the schools did to you that got you conformed to something that would kill you. There's a way that seems right to a man, but that way leads to death. Once again, it seems right. I make that deal. I have my... But it isn't. And so that's about it. I did not expect to be... I thought we was going to be talking about them nukes. Oh, boy. Why are we talking about nukes? You guys are not worried about nukes? All right, fine. We won't talk about it. <laughs> Don't, it, it, it doesn't bother me if it doesn't bother you.
No, I think the return good for evil is... Let's get back to, to just capping that a little bit. Um, this is so important, folks. I can't tell you, but see, it should be a natural instinct in you. I'll give you an example of what... You know, I don't mean to... You know, to, to, to I, I got to go by my own experiences. I was surrounded by the enemy. Oddly enough, it was a prayer meeting. I got wind of the fact that I was going to be kidnapped and I guess done away with. Although the source that told me that, I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe, even today, I, I can't believe that people in a church would do something like that. Would Would kill a lamb to keep their pedophile network of church going i mean i don't i don't understand you know at all i i just can't so uh well anyway so i knew that they were this was like about me you know this this little prayer group so god told me to start buttering them up and I started complimenting them and telling them how that how you know wonderful they were and how great it was to have this uh, prayer meeting and how it's really saved my life and what a great place this church is and I'd really like to uh, you know um, uh, you know be an be an asset and this and that and I just thank you for your guidance and uh, you know just that sort of thing and that broke up the the meeting and I was able to get to my out of my motorcycle this time I was able to get to my motorcycle. And then and and get on home. And they still said, "Hey, would, yeah, hey, we're going out to get breakfast. Want to come along?" No thanks. I, I, I got to get home. I, my, yeah, I got to work on the bike today. You know. <laughs> and um, what eventually happened in that church is, you know, there's no the guy that was a pastor. He's like hiding out in some island and <laughs> way north of Seattle in the Sound. There, you know, you know, away from everybody. And I was like, ah, he probably got busted, you know. There was a, a lot of rumors. And um, anyway, the Lord showed me, you know, in that situation. And I didn't say anything I didn't mean. I meant what I was saying. I wasn't lying. Because a lot of these people are double. They do good, and then they, you know, then they'll kill you. You know what I mean? Oh, they won't kill each other. Um. But we uh, we survived it, and no, of course I didn't go back. I mean, I already knew that there were these. What I was wondering was like, why why did they have this like garbage, you know, bags that were all like light blue, you know, like UN blue, and when we offered to take them out for them, you know, to, to they, they, they don't touch that. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, with that, I've got to I've got to play a um, uh, a song here, and then I've got to I've got to uh, I'm trying to get to uh, wherever I was. But here we go. I just gotta. That's not the one I wanted to play. Okay, so got in a little bit short today. We'll see you next time. <laughs>